0: Hey, what's going on? It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies Podcast for Friday, the 16th of February, 2018. How are we tonight? Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Yes, you heard me right. It's uh, the KC at the Movies Podcast for this week on a Friday, recording on a Friday. Instead of a Thursday, uh, just because of how busy the fucking schedule was. Now, I also know there was a problem with the upload for Tuesday's podcast for the Hafer. So, at the moment, I'm uploading that one, uh, the Hafer, onto CastBox. And uh, I'll be uploading this one, I think, uh, either straight after or if not later tonight. um, Definitely before midnight. But it does look like I'm going to have to be... um, going to have to record on a Friday now instead of a Thursday because just of how busy the schedule is um, a lot of stuff going on um, especially in the next couple of weeks after next week next week's kind of cruisy but after next week uh, it's going to be quite fucking hectic so I think I'm going to have to go Tuesdays and then leave a couple of days over and then do a Friday one so probably we'll be recording on Fridays now and uploading on Fridays instead of uploading on Thursdays and I used to do it's funny because I used to do Friday uploads um I used to upload on Friday I used to record Thursday and upload on Friday um but and um even before that I used to record Friday and then upload the Friday night so I think I'll be doing that again um like today's day was pretty uh easy but I had to stay back and um work out some things with somebody Somebody sounds like I got into a fight, doesn't it? I <laughs> oh, trust me, that did not happen. <laughs> um, the only thing about fucking recording in this room is there's no... As I complain every week, uh, there's the fan... And it, I can't have the fan on because it's going to fuck up the recording, so... Um, the fan is not on. And I'm sweating bullets in here. Jesus. Um... Right, so this podcast, I didn't really get, up to, because of how busy I've been, I didn't really get up to watching much this week, so this podcast might be a little short, but um, I'm still going to do it anyway. Uh, I'd still have to talk about Ladybird, which I went and saw on Valentine's Day, um, on Wednesday, February 14th, as people, as most single people would call it. <clears throat> um, I think I went to school, and then uh, I said, uh, oh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, and then... They went, oh, happy 14th of February to you then. And I was like, alright. Alright. I guess that's the reception we're getting. Um, Valentine's Day doesn't really uh, bother me, I think. It just... uh, I don't know, I still call it Valentine's Day just because of the day it's called. It has a day name. Call it February 14th if you want to, but... uh, I don't know. I don't even have a fucking... I don't have a significant other, but I still call it Valentine's Day anyway. Um, but it was a good, um... Not a bad day. Not a bad day, Valentine's Day. Not a bad day. Um... Yeah, uh, so... I'll be talking about that, um... Lady it in a bit. I just had fucking... <clears throat> I just had McDonald's from, uh, Uber Eats. You get... Does, have you done Uber Eats from McDonald's, but... It's, uh, the... I think I... Because I live in Dorchester, they, uh... Halston Park started delivering through Uber Eats. And I know that McDonald's has done uh, the McDelivery stuff before. But uh, it seems as though they've um, went into Uber Eats. They've kind of branched into Uber Eats, I think. Um, Because I can never get McDelivery to here before. I think I had to get from Stanmore, I think. Which is fucked. So (laughs) that would take forever as well. So I'm glad Uber Eats is fucking... Got with Holston Park. Even though this this is like the last time I got macas for Uber eats was like the twenty sixth of November, but um, not sorry, not the last time. The first time I got them, Uh, that was last year. But I'm just telling you now because I could have um, I could have made myself some dinner, but I was so hungry, very hungry, and I I just saw that I even though I don't have particularly that much money I could have just been like ah just one just this one time just this one time and then like for a couple of weeks not forget about it but you know there was there was there was a there was a there was some thinking going on there when I was looking at the app (laughs) and going through the selections I was just thinking to myself oh no you could just get that pizza out of the freezer and you could just oven you could put that in the oven bang that's done But then I was just, my other part of my and was like, no, that's lunch for tomorrow. That's lunch for tomorrow. Uh, And then I eventually just went, you know what? I hate myself. So I fucking ordered it and uh, come to about 17 bucks. Uh, The good thing about it though is it comes fucking really quickly. It comes very quickly. It's like a double-edged sword, eh? It's shit food, but, well, let's be honest. It's not shit, but it's not good for you. Um, and it just comes in like a fucking, like a snap of the fingers, like it's a fucking magic trick. Like the dude, you order it, and then like 15 minutes later, a dude rings you up and goes, Hello, I have all breeds for you. And, um, sorry, that was incredibly <laughs> offensive to, um, I'm not too sure what this dude was actually. Um, I'm not too sure of his ethnicity, so, I'm not gonna even guess, because... Yeah, you know, nowadays people take it out of context like, "Oh, not your man, there, not your man." Um. Anyway, so that's what I mean. You get a phone call saying, "Oh, yeah, where, where's your hair?" It's always the same thing. It's always the same thing, especially with me because I'm living above a retire- fucking Thai restaurant. So that's always the same. It's always the same like phone call. It's always just like, yeah, so I'm at the front. <laughs> where, where do you live?" And because they think I live in the Thai restaurant, even though I don't. And it's always just, um, it's always, I've got to go to the fucking steel door uh, next to the alleyway and I've just got to like, wave him in like it's a fucking airplane. Um, or it's always just like, I'm on the phone and I just poke my head out from the balcony and I'm just like, I'm waving at you, I'm waving at you. And he's like, I don't see you, I don't see you, I'm waving at you, look up. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I hang up and I know he's going to say some more, but I'll just hang up at him and, you know, go and meet him down there. So that's what that, that's kind of my experience, like every single time, because most people it would probably be, you get a, well, you get a phone call. I think it's most of the time, don't you? But it's always just like, where's your house? I don't know where you live. Um, it seems to be, a, um, cause I heard a menu log once as well. That was ages ago. And it was the same exact thing. Where do you live? Oh, I live above the restaurant even though I put in the, it always seems to happen as well, but I always put in a description, I always say, go down Caves Lane and wait at the steel door. And then if you need to room me, obviously room me. But it's always, they're always at the front just walking around and it's just, I don't know, it's funny looking at it with with the Uber Eats bag and then always walking around like, where are you? Where do you live? (laughs) Oh, jeez. And then, I don't know, I just, I'm happy eating the food then. The food comes quick, you know. It, it, you know, it's shit, but it comes quick. You can eat it like that. You don't have to eat anything else the rest of the night because you bought like a fucking whole meal, like a large meal. So, um, uh, yeah. I've got to put the bins out. I've got to put the bins out later, I think, because no one else has done it. The floor's fucking filthy, so I've got to mop that tomorrow. Fuck doing that now. Um... I've got to mop the floor tomorrow and then I've got to... The benches have been cleaned. Um... <clears throat> but it looks like I've got to vacuum. Well, I don't have to, but I'll do it anyway. Um... No one else is doing it. I'm going to vacuum the floor and then... uh Do a mop around the house because, like, there's, like, the muddy... You know, you just step on something and there's, like, a dirt footprint. It's kind of like a dirt footprint kind of thing. Um yeah it's like that but there's like there's a couple of them on the kitchen floor and they just look gross so I'm like oh jeez I gotta mop that up I gotta mop that up it looks shit so I'll take the bins out later tonight then I'll do the mopping on the Saturday so the Saturday looks like it's gonna be a bit of a cleaning day my room's a fucking mess as well my room's a fucking mess as well it's pretty bad ever since I came back from the break I just put shit down and then I haven't had time to move anything because I've been so flat out with this, uh, project. Um. Yeah, there's like... Also, the my this poster above my head always falls down all the time, so it looks like I'm going to, to take that down. It's always when the fan's on. It's always when the fan's on. The posters always fall down. And it fucking lands on my head. And I've got to put it back up with the same blue tack, the same shitty blue tack, and then... Um, yeah they just fall down on time the Guardians Guardians one has never fell down Daft Punk's fallen down once but this South Park one above my head keeps fucking falling down all the time and every time the fans on like 3 or something because this place gets hot as a fucker Uh, that wasn't a thing but alright it always falls down and lands on my head I was watching a fucking I was watching a video last night and it just just went like flopped on my head just landed on my head and it's because I could I could hear the video better. But I think that's what I think that's uh it was like echoing off like the poster being on my head, I think. It wasn't didn't have a whole room to bounce off, so it just bounced off there and I heard the sound better. I think that's what I think it is. There's probably more scientific terms to use there, but uh I don't own a scientific uh, I don't I don't have any scientific knowledge. I know none of that shit. So, um yeah, the blankets um Sheets were washed, so I'm fine there. This bed keeps smapping. I got a new bed frame and it keeps um It's up honestly it happened three times, but I think there's something wrong with the slats on the bottom because they keep falling off. Every time uh, there's there seems to be a time where I've just like getting out of bed and then it just goes just like you fall you kinda of like nearly fall through it scares the shit out of me. And it's happened three times now. And after this third time I was just like nah I'm fucking, I've had enough of this. So I've got to try and get that fixed, I think. Because I just realised that one of the slats wasn't attached to, like, the string that they're... The string they're kind of... Elastic, I guess, that they're attached to. And there's, like, two of them that aren't attached. So they must have either got detached as I was uh, getting up. Or... They were never attached. And I just never fucking noticed because I'm so fucking oblivious. Um... Uh, something Dad could have told me, I reckon. If he knew, I don't know if he knew, but you know, what are you gonna do? It was fifty bucks. The bed frame is fifty bucks. It's pretty good bed frame, but now I kind of see why it was fifty bucks. To be honest, um, but I'm still gonna, you know, I think it's it's an easy fix. Everything else is pretty good. I had to I had to do the I had to degrease the. Um. Also, I think that's why it's fifty bucks too, because I had to degrease the bed frame. Most of it, actually, because you got to put it together. So I had to really degrease it, disinfectant all over the fucking shit, clean that up, and then um, yeah. So I think it's just an easy fix. You got to attach it again to the ropes and get that lined up because they've got to be like lined up. And every time it falls, they come out of place. So you got to like, I don't know. I guess got to fix that up. <clears throat> Sorry, a bit too close to the mic there. Um. Yeah, I got to clean up. Because- got to clean my clothes as well. They're, like, just a big fucking piles. So I've got to, um, you know, sort those out. You'd think I have a clothes rack or a, or a uh, wardrobe, but I do not. I have boxes. I have boxes that I've had here since the 14th of July, 2016. <laughs> um, so about a year and a bit now. And that's how long I've been living in this place. For about a year and a bit. Um... I just realised that PlayStation Network is going to take thirty dollars off me soon because it's nearly March. I really hope they don't. I'm going to have to cancel it. There's no time for fucking PlayStation now, boys. Ugh. Right. Let's get to the meat of it because um, I'm. I think I've said what I need to say. Um. Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. I went to an uh, advanced screening of uh, Lady Ladybird, even though it did come out today, I think. Come out today? With, um, no, yesterday with Black Panther. But uh, yeah, on Wednesday I went to see an advanced screening of Ladybird. I I uh, got an advanced ticket. And because I really wanted to see it, I wanted to see if there was worth all these accolades, if it was worth, these, worth the attention it's getting, worth that 99% Rotten Tomatoes rating. God damn. Um... Yeah, uh so I wanted to see what that's about and i am happy to say that it's it deserves everything it's getting. Um it's a fucking it's a fucking great film. It's great. Uh so if you didn't know, Lady Bird is written and directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh she was in uh Francis Ha, I think, uh what well, there's another film that sh- I always forget the name of but I know she was in 20th Century Women with Annette Banning. but then I found another film tear that she was in uh, that my um, my friend Brooke showed me and uh, it was The Fish and the Spoon The Dish and the Spoon something like that Cow and the Spoon Dish and the Spoon Uh, someone correct me on that but it was Dish and the Spoon and she looks really good in that and it has Ollie Alexander in it too but she was she looks really good in that. so it looks like she's come she started with acting because I don't know much about Girl Gerwig to be honest um, she started with acting it looks like and then she's gone into and had this directorial debut and my god what the fuck this is like a miracle or um, well not really a miracle because she actually earned and, and worked her way to get there uh, I, I, it's, it's it's incredible this debut is incredible so it's uh, written and directed by uh, Greta Gerwig, and it's about Christine McPherson, or Lady Birb, as she wants people to call her, pretty much working her way for the final year of high school, um, dealing with friend- friendships, relationships, um, and her family. And it's a kind of like a coming-of-age tale, but instead of it being focused on... Uh, when you when you normally see coming tales, even with males or females, there's got to be always a love interest or a relationship that gets developed. Um, so it is about um, instead of doing that, it she does. Lady Bird does have her fair share of relationships, but instead of doing that, um, it's all about her relationship with her. her most of it seems to centre on, and I do think it's the core of it, her relationship with her mother, Marion. Um, who's played brilliantly by Laurie Metcalf. Um, Lady Bird, um, as I should mention, is played by Shosha Ronan from um, Brooklyn, Grand Budapest. Uh, She she was in Hannah, right? She played Hannah. That was a good film. Didn't that get made to a TV series? I'm going to check. I'm going to check if it's being made. Because I remember that. that was a great movie. I watched it with my parents. That was a good movie. Pretty sure it was her. Come on, you bastard! It's probably because I'm fucking uploading this other co- podcast. Come on, come on, Aussie, come on, come on. Ah, you fucker! All right, it's not doing it. I can't be fucking with my phone, maybe, because it needs to be turned off during this. Um. Anyway, sure, sure Ronan. If you know it, know I. She's in this. If you do know her, get ready. Uh, well, I hope you. We're looking forward to it, obviously. Uh, it's also got another slew of actors as well. Uh, Timothy Charlemagne in it too. Lucas Hedges is in it too. Um, he's carried by the way. I'll get to his character in a minute. But this film is just a beautiful film. Like, I was smiling mostly throughout it. Um, it's a great look at. Um, person's, obviously it's a coming of age tale, but her transition through the years of high school, she has this, a, a good arc. She has, uh, she starts off being, being this kind of, cause at first I was like, do I like this character? Like, I know she's like a teenage girl and she's going through a lot of emotion and, um, um, you know, a, a lot of turmoil, especially with her family. Uh, but I was just like, she's like, kind of like a, rat sometimes but throughout the film uh, it gets, I kind of see what's going on and because I was never I was never a female, I'm not a female so I wouldn't know what if this is like this. Uh, in terms of uh, being a female, being a young female I wouldn't know because I wasn't a female but as if you're anybody you can find a lot of things to relate into the, to in this film and events that you've kind of witnessed but like different versions of it uh, and that's what I... That's what I kind of attached to. I was attached to... Uh, especially the Penn um stuff during high school. I've seen... I've witnessed all that shit. Um, I've, I was never... I guess I never tried to get with the popular crowd. But... um, Other things that she does and goes through... I've obviously done that. I was in... I was in drama. So I was in those kind of plays not as crazy as those plays um but she's going to this um her kind of thing in the in the movie is to, is to go through this last year of high school she has a lot of these experiences um whether it's uh sexual awakening or um more appreciation of family um, and development of uh of lots of relationships that she holds with a lot of people in this film. Um, not just talking about, um, intimate or sexual, just relationships with a lot of people. Even her teachers, really. Um, God, if I, if, if you, if I had a drinking game for every time I said arm um, on this podcast, you'd probably be dead. You'd probably be dead. So I don't try it. I wouldn't try it. Uh, yeah, so, Shosharon is great in this movie. It's probably her best performance, uh, by far. Uh, Laurie Metcalf is great, too. Although I do think Alison Janney is better in Tonya. in terms of the best supporting actress actress race, Alison Janney is still my pick. Uh, Valeria Makov is really good as, as as a harsh but realistic mother. Everyone was going about how she's the worst mother. That's how mums are. They lay down. They don't take any shit, and they just lay it down. They lay it down. Whether it be the rules or just how life goes they just lay it down it reminds me of my own mother really it reminds me of when I was going for those moments and I'd I i I'd pick fights with her for no reason as a young as a young kid and then she'd always you know like the, obviously, obviously there's punishments and stuff but then like there'll be things like I want to get that and she goes well you can't have it and it just comes down to life lessons I guess and then I was just like well what can I have it and then like you know I'm, I'm, I was. It just reminded me that, yeah, I was glad that I was brought up like that. I was brought up. Although I didn't learn all the lessons, but uh, I wasn't... I didn't take many things for granted because I knew that... Now that I know... Now I know that... Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just really grateful I was brought up that way, to be honest. Because otherwise I would have been a fucking cunt... <laughs> I would have been a fucking shithead. Uh, uh, Lucas Hedges in this movie. Oh, beautiful. Love his character. Love what he went through. Love what his character experiences. It's a beautiful scene um, outside the coffee shop with his character and Suresha Ronan's character, Lady Bird. Uh, They have a conversation outside and it's just a fucking beautiful scene. It's well acted. It's, um, It's so raw and emotional. I loved it. Um, and there's just not—I don't know—I just had no problems or flaws with this movie. I had none. Like everything that I've seen was just was just great. It was real. It was so funny as well. It was like at times it it would get funny and then it would get sad. Then it's heartwarming, bittersweet. You experience a lot of emotions watching this. Um, it's not as crazy as Ghost Story. Like Ghost Story, maybe fucking realize, holy shit, they gave me some, gave me some stuff. Um, but I've got to get, and this is all. This movie is all thanks to Greta Gerwig. Like this is incredible directorial debut, an incredible one. And she's been nominated for an Oscar for Best Director, Best Film uh, Actress. She deserves everything because this film is, it's one of the best films I've seen this year so far. It probably is. Probably is the best. I don't know. Actually, my favorite film that I've seen this, this year has been Three Billboards. But this, has got a close, this is a close second. This is a, definitely a very close second. Um, but it's it's her writing, man. It's her writing that was on point. Um, the characters were great. And I've seen versions of these people in my life. And I've experienced these people. Um, I even shared experiences with these people even though I wouldn't speak to them anymore like I because of circumstances I haven't spoken to them in a while um I also related to it because in the film she is looking for colleges and um this could not be for everybody but she was looking for colleges and then she finally moves away and she's you know moving away from home and that's kind of what I felt when I moved to Sydney I kind of felt that I was leaving my friends behind um, even though it was a huge um, transition and I had to acclimatise to this fucking crazy city climate that Sydney is, how busy it is, and then you go back to Newcastle and it's just this. All for the best, though. All for the best. But I did I, those first few weeks in Sydney. I did really miss Newcastle a lot, and uh, there was a lot of homesickness. But it was, wasn't. It never got to that point of like. I need to call someone or I'm fucking I'm like I need help none of that never got to that point thank God um, but thinking about Newcastle is always is always good um so i do i think I do think it was kind of the film is kind of sage saying stuff about not forgetting where you come from um because there's 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 a lot of scenes of of um, a lot of scenes and dialogue talk about being in Sacramento which is where this film takes place in Sacramento um, which I think is where Greta Gerwig is from um, got been at a Christian school I was at a Christian school um, I was in a Christian school from years 1 to 6 and then from years actually I was in Christian schools most of my life uh, 13 years 13 years Wow. 13 years of Christian schooling of you know growing up with those values and um yeah or maybe I didn't carry all of them out but um just I guess the core um morality of it or you took out of it so I do kind of you know thank being in a Catholic school I think because I learnt those stuff, and I learnt how to be pretty much, pretty much shaped me a bit to be this person, and have you know, the, you know, I don't want to try to say, but I think you kind of get it. Um, but yeah, like sh- all these events, like I've experienced pretty much every, pretty much all these events that happen to Lady Bird in this film, the stuff that she comes comes across albeit like different versions obviously but they're so perfectly captured um, people she meets I said before I know I've known a version of them <laughs> Timothy Charlemagne's character by the way let's talk about this Timothy Charlemagne's character in this film is named Kyle is that a sign Greta come on is that a sign or is that just fucking insulting to all Kyles what's going on there Greta what's going on there? I thought that was really cool, but I also was just like that's fucking Timothy Charlemagne, come on. Can't call them a fucker Carl. I look like a fucking I I look nothing like not that I'm comparing myself to him, well I've kind of am right at the moment, to be honest, but um Yeah, when you think of Carl, you don't think of Timothy Charlemagne, you think of a fat parrot (laughs) or or a fucking if chicken little fucked a potato. Uh, yeah. It's also... T- been As being realistic as that... um Laura McCall's performance... The relationship between her mother and herself... Just amazing. Um, and her relationship with... Lucas Hedges' character... Her whole family, really. Like, it's just... It related to a lot of stuff in that film. And it just made me feel... All these emotions, man. All these emotions. Uh, it was a great um yeah it was a great it was a great film and uh one of the best i've seen all year definitely i have no problems with it at all i probably give it a full even though i don't do grades anymore i probably give it a full one um i highly recommend you go see it especially if you're a young female um even if you're even if you're a female going through high school or even if you're a female of our of my kind of age group i'm 21 so of our kind of age group i think everybody will find something even adults even they will find something there's always something in this film to relate to i think that everybody can find some sort of aspect to to um find themselves attached to and uh the f- the film is just a beautiful film very heartwarming um but and again also very fucking funny <laughs> very funny there's a scene uh with a with the coach in this movie With like some sort of football coach I don't know what he is This kind of sports coach But uh, there's a scene with him in the film In the film And it's just It's so funny Like I was losing my shit I was next to Like I went alone um, On Valentine's Day I know guys I know Um, I sat next to these two girls And uh, they were You know They were chatting back and forth Before the film started So I was like You better not fucking speak In this movie They did not They loved it um, and I know that because after the film, they would not shut up about it, which is like this is good. I love people talking about film, so I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, there's a film with this football coach during this uh, during the movie, and it's just I lost my shit. Like I, it was so fucking funny. Just the way, I guess it was the way it was um, executed, the way it was. <laughs> the way the guy acted. I've seen the dude before as well, but I haven't. I don't know what his fucking name is, but I've seen him in something. I don't know. I've seen him in something. Um, yeah. Look, go see it, Lady Bird. Go see it. It deserves every accolade it's getting. Um, every, sorry, nomination it's getting. Uh, who knows if we could get the accolades that it has been nominated for. I would not mind if it got Best Feature. I would not mind if it got Best Actress. I would not mind if it got Best Supporting Actress. I wouldn't mind. That's the good thing about the Oscars this year that most of them I just don't mind if someone gets it, except the post. Yeah, sorry, post. Um, but again, I don't think it's going to be your front runners are going to be three wallboards or fucking watch even shape awarding really because I think Dol Toro will take director. But um, that's the film I really want to see. Anyway, yeah, go to Lady Bird. I highly rec- I highly recommend Ladybird. Bird. Go go and see it. Um, even though it came out the same day as Black and the Newcastle people. I don't know if you're getting it. I don't know if you're getting it, but um, God, that would suck if you didn't get it. Come all the way down to Sydney. <laughs> you will have to come all the way to Sydney and watch it then. Um, yeah, just go see it. Great film. <sighs> anyway, Anyway. Uh, yeah, Shape of Water. I'm probably going to go see that next week. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go see that next week. Um, I've still got to watch Phantom Thread as well. I've, I'm hearing some good things about it. At first, I wasn't hearing much. But in this last week, especially at, at uh, film school, people are not shutting the fuck up about it. Cinematography, directing, acting... They're saying it's just a fucking great film, so I'm I'm keen for it. I'm a, I'm a I'm a PT dude, so uh, um, I would definitely want to see it. Question: What's your favourite Paul Thomas and Edison movie? What's your favourite Paul Thomas and Edison film? Mine's uh I don't know. Mine's either Boogie Nights or uh, The Master. I think I love The Master but uh, Boogie Nights is good Punch Drunk Love's good too though but yeah it's, either, it's between Boogie Nights or yeah. the Master I know a lot of PT heads would say there will be blood um, but yeah I, I don't know sometimes I found that film to be a bit too slow so that's not on my it's not one of my favourites so I'd probably just say yeah or the Master, master or Boogie Nights love Boogie Nights I thought The Master was great. Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in that. So is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, but yeah. So probably we'll see Phantom Thread. Uh, Shape of Water, yes, definitely. I uh, Probably that before Phantom Thread. So I'm hoping to see that next week. Um, I know Black Panther came out yesterday, so I need to see Black Panther as well. But I I think I want to see... I think I want to see all the Oscar films first before Black Panther. Um, get those out of the way, and then start doing the betting pool. Um, and See if everybody's seen it. By now, I hope that many people have seen some of the Oscar films. Seen some of the Oscar films. I know that some people have been talking to me. They've been saying that they need to see Three Billboards still, and I Tonya. Um By the way, I recommend both of those movies. I haven't done. Re- I haven't done. I haven't talked about those movies in the podcast, but uh, Three Billboards uh, hands down that gets my Fuck, hands down. Yes, go see that. Oh, Tonya, yes, go see that. It's just so differently... Um, you could either... I thought it was going in a dramatic dim- um, direction. It's not. It's kind of like a dark comedy, and I love the direction it, it took. Um, yeah. Oh, Michael Robbie's right in that. Alison Janney's the star of the film, to be honest. It's a great ensemble cast, though. Uh, all, the, all the characters are great, but Alison Jenny fucking knocked it out of the park. Loved it. Um, and Three Wheelboards Francis McDormand yes give her the Oscar holy shit and Sam Rockwell give him the Oscar Sam Sam Rockwell's arc in Three Wheelboards is is I don't know it's a brave thing to do for a writer a Mark McDonough um to give him to give that kind of dude an arc especially the way he treats people in the beginning of the film and uh the way he just acts the way he is the person he is really um to give him that arc yeah he doesn't get like a full redemption arc but I feel like he gives it he gets enough of an arc and it's just by the end of it you're like alright I like him oh I liked him at the end I I don't know about other people I've I've spoken to people who didn't like the arc or they didn't like him as a character they still were just like I still fucking hated the dude he was still an asshole." so I don't know I still liked him so yeah I, I recommend both of those films Three Billboards definitely yes and um Ah, oh, Tony, yes. Um, I've been hearing great things about Shape of Water. Um, I know one of my friends have seen it. And she said that it's just a fucking gorgeous movie, so I need to go see that. Um, and, uh, Phantom Threat, I think. And I think that's... Looking at the Oscar nominees, let's have a look at them. Okay. Okay, so Best Picture. I've seen color By Your Name. Goddamn. That film as well is also beautiful. I don't think I talked about that last week. <laughs> um... Phantom Thread, I'll see that. Uh Darkest Hour. Okay, that's another film I need to see too, Darkest Hour. Um I don't know if I'll get to it, but I'll I'll try. I will try. I'll, I'll try and get to it. Seeing Get Out. Got it on Blu-ray. Uh Saw Lady Boot on Wednesday. Post I think that's the only movie I missed, the post, and I just don't really care if I missed it to be honest. Um Shape of Water, yes, and three billboards. So I'm nearly there. I've just got to knock off Phantom Thread, Darkest Hour, and Shape of Water. So three movies I need to see. Before March. Before March, when the Oscars are on March. Fucking. I can do this, guys. I can do this. Come on. Oscars 2018. Oh, you know what? Because my fucking internet's off <laughs> 4th of March. Jesus. Okay, I need to really kick myself in the gear then, don't I? 4th of March. There's never been a year. There is always... Sorry, every year I've always missed one. I've always missed one. So... Um... Yeah. So, Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Intentive Threat. All right. Knock those out, knock those out. Might see Shape of Water next week, and I might do, like, a double feature, I think, with Phantom Thread. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what I'll do. Um, what about... What about these screenplays? Yeah, I've seen those big scenes, yes. I watched Dunkirk as well. That was really good. Um... Got that on Blu-ray. And I watched that on the big screen at my house in Newcastle. That was really good. Um... I'll do, like, a quick mini thoughts about it. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful on the IMAX. Holy shit. Um, I, that was incredible on the IMAX cameras. Um, uh, but you can tell when it... It's very obvious when it goes to, like, a normal camera. I don't know if he's using, like, a RED or an Alexa. Um, not too sure what he's using there on the scenes where you kind of, like, see where the letterbox is. So, I'm not too sure what he's using there. But when the IMAX is on, goddamn, it's fucking phenomenal. Some great shots... A very intense film. You're straight into it. You just bang, bang, bang. As soon as the film starts, you're in it. You're in the moment and he doesn't let you out. Um, there is a few scenes where it gets a bit quiet, but then boom, you think everything's done and the Germans are back. They're fucking bombing everything again, especially the dive bombers. Sorry to set the scene there for you. Uh, fucking boats blowing up. There's just It's crazy. I could not believe it couldn't believe it I wouldn't say it's the best war film since um Save Private Ryan but people are saying it's better than Save Private Ryan no no (laughs) no um but the only kind of nitpick for me would be that I I tend to latch onto a character I want some backstory that's why Save Private Ryan is such a fucking good movie because um, you actually care about everybody else. I look. I didn't care if these characters died or not because I didn't know anything about them, and I had nothing to latch onto. Like there was these couple of scenes where people would say, "Oh, yeah, I got a wife at home" or something like that. Oh, I got these people. The only character that I really latched onto was Tom Hardy's character because you saw his photo of his family in the plane, and then when he gets his petrol gauge gets shot. He marks off, and then you can see the picture of the family. So I did like to his character. You do see him a lot. I think it's just because it's Tom Hardy. I don't know. (laughs) But I did, I actually did care about him. And unfortunately, in the end, when he was, um, spoiler alert, killed. uh yeah. Uh, But I knew it was coming. I, it was knew it was coming. It's Dunkirk. It's, it's the war, man. Um. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I thought, but I thought everybody was going to die, to be honest, but you have those who were surviving. Harry Styles, look, he did well. He did well for his acting debut. He did well. Um, yeah, he, it, was, it was... The violence was given. Um, he did good. He was good. He was... Look, he was... I believed him. I believed him. I wasn't for a second just like... Like, at first, look, to be honest, at first, I was like, is that fucking Harry Styles, man? <laughs> and then, because I was listening to my dad, and I was like, that's fucking Harry Styles. And he was like, look at his... He was, yeah, this is, I hate when people do this, but I asked him to do it anyway. He goes, yeah, that is Harry Styles, looking at people's ph- Look at your phone. If you, if you watch a movie with me, and you start looking at your phone, get the fuck out. Or if you're even just doing anything in your phone. Like, I've... You've got a film on in front of you, man. You've got a film on in front of you. You've got, you've got an ex, a visual experience on in front of you, and you're not. Unless it's a shit movie, but you have, a, yeah, a visual experience on in front of you. But you'd rather have your head stuck in your fucking phone. So and that really pisses me off. And people, when like my my dad's the worst at it. He 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 would look at his phone and play some sounds, and play like full videos that he would that he'd see on his Facebook feed or something like that so yeah I'm not a fan of that um and I've told him I've told him I don't like it um and that's kind of what my kind of major project is is about pretty much but I'll get to that um in a second but uh yeah Dunkirk was good um A Technical Feast Nolan just wow that was uh was re- he did really well really well um not one of his best films but it's a fucking good... Um, it's a good film. It's a really good film. Um, again, I only think would be the character. which well, There is there's no character development, really. There is no backstory of these people. I don't know what they're from or what they're doing. Um, but who knows? That could have been Nolan's intention, just to put you in the moment. Because I swear to God, when I was in the moment, I was... Fuck, my heart was going. Because of the way everything was done, like sound effects, sound design, um, acting, performances, performances, sound design and um, just production design, he had the history on point, he got everything right and it just looked incredible on film, Um, and I I think that's another nitpick would probably be uh, the score just sometimes, I just wish the score would just quiet down a bit sometimes during some action scenes but who knows that I know some people that fucking love the score but I just think it could have been quieted down a few times just a few times during some scenes other than that I thought it was an incredible film and uh it's a visual feast I'll tell you that it's a visual technical feast um if you're a fan of Nolan obviously you check it out but if you want a war film to watch check on Dunkirk and have a fucking time and live in that moment live in the moment where these soldiers had no way out really until they were saved by some people but at the moment they had nothing their lives were in, in detriment detrimental danger <laughs> God, fuck. I don't know if I'm saying that right uh, <laughs> oh Jesus um, yeah watch it good film what else did I see? You know, I've got a list here. Let's just do it. we got four, we're 44 minutes in. Let's just go through the bloody films. Uh, Florida Project I watched as well. That was really good. Sean Baker continues to make a really great film about um, uh, social realism. Um, especially focusing on very under underappreciated or overlooked um, aspects of society. Tangerine with prostitutes and... I don't think they're strippers. I think they're prostitutes. And then Florida Project with the children that live next to Disney World. And uh, Willem Dafoe being kind of like the caretaker of the hotel, I think. And uh, what a... What a is, did that... Did that... The young girl, Brooklyn Prince... Has she acted before? Because that was really good. But that's also thanks to Sean Baker's direction. Like... Yeah, I was... I was I was pretty, pretty blown away by her. Uh, it's a great film. Um, to be honest, it could have been a nominee for Best Picture, I think. To be honest. I think it could be. After watching it, I think it could be. Um, it's there's some great shots and there's some great wide shots um, of like locations. And they just look so good. Um, I don't know if it's the cinematography or the way the color grade's been done, but the hotel looks... Is that hotel really pink? Because goddamn, it just looked incredible. Um, it just looks so. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a unicorn in like a, the field of like, just, just like nothingness, and it's just this beautiful pink building. In the middle of, like I don't know, next to Disney World, <laughs> but yeah, there's some really great wide shots that I really liked of certain locations that these characters visit. And uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great look at, again, a great look at social realism, overlooked aspect of society. Uh, same thing he did with Tangerine. I think if he sticks to doing some social realism, Sean Baker's going to be a very, um, uh, he's going to be, at the moment, he's a, he's a director that people are looking at and taking notice of. To be honest, I thought he'd f- pretty much knocked it out with Tangerine, even though that, that, and that film was filmed in a fucking iPhone 5. Um... And that... Yeah, I love that movie. Um, Really good. I think I did a review of it... Like in a very old episode... of This podcast. Um, 2016... 2016... 2016, I think. 2016, 2017. I think it was 2017. Early 2017. Like before the Oscars were on. I think I did a... a Collaboration. With a... A few friends of mine. And I talked about it. Anyway... If he keeps going like this, he, I think he's nailed what he wants to um uh show to people and um get them to think about those kind of portions more, like those the the lower class, um very underappreciated people. And uh people that we would just think like, oh they just you know they're they're fine, but they're not but they're not like they get, they're experiencing some very hard times and I think he wants wants to shine a spotlight on those people and give those people... That's what I think he does. I think he shines a spotlight on these parts of society and he gives them their time to shine. And that's what I like about the way he's doing it. And I think he's nailed it with these two films already. So, another film I recommend, The Florida Project. Watch it. This one, however, is not filmed on an iPhone 5. It's using professional cameras. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think I've talked about everything. Yeah, I think I've talked about everything. Tell you what I did watch, um, in class on... Was it Wednesday? Yes, yes, it was on Wednesday. Uh, I watched, um, Andre Arnold. Is that her? Andre and Arnold? She did, um, American Honey, which I've seen. And I had no... Like, I didn't know it was directed by a woman. I just didn't take notice. Um, But yeah, she was... I watched her... uh, Short film. We were shown her short film. Andre Arnold. Yeah. We were shown her short film, uh, Wasp. Which was really cool. Um, That was definitely about social realism... and, And about people living on welfare and... Um, all that and a mother's kind of her freedom. I think, like she wanted to just leave her children for one night, just to go and have some fun with this dude, kind of relive her youth. I think trying to she's trying to like recapture her youth. She knows she's still young. I think she's not re, not recapturing her youth, but she's no she's still young. So um, she wants to have just that one night of like. Uh, just freedom I think from the kids she's got like five kids in this movie Um, I don't know who played the mother but she was really great I've seen the dude before I've seen the guy before Um, but yeah that was really good and the only film I'd seen of her I didn't know she did American Honey and then the two was just like oh she did American Honey I was like oh fuck I've seen that movie a little too long but I've seen it because I know it, was, it went for like two and a half hours, and I just didn't really think it needed to go for that long. But um, it was also good. Sasha Lane's performance in that, especially as a first-timer, that was really good. Her performance was good. Um, and it was weird seeing Shia LaBeouf in that one. Uh, but then she told us to watch her other films, uh, Fish Tank and Red Road. And I didn't know she did the other ones. So I took a little bit of a catalogue. I, so I put down that I need to see uh, Red Road and Fish Tank and Fish Tank's got Michael Fassbender in it so I was like alright awesome um so i got to watch those and I've also got to watch Persona by um the uh Swedish director what's his name god the film bus would be killing me right now they'd be like you fuck have you not seen Persona Kyle you fucking idiot in in my bourbon that's right in my bourbon um didn't he do I, f- I swear to god I've seen a film of his which one was it which one was his film that I saw no no to cook no, no 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 might be face to face it might be face to face Yeah, it might be face to face. Well, the seventh seal actually. It might be that. Yeah, it might be the seventh seal actually. Anyway, so uh, I haven't seen Persona, so the tutor was like, "You need, to, you guys need to see Persona," so I need to watch Persona now. Uh, so there's three films I need to see in the in the uh, The people I've never. Andre Arnold with Fish Tank and Red Road. I need to find those ones. And then Igmar Bergman's uh, Persona. So I need to see that. A little interesting story about that that we learnt. That he came up with the idea, because we learnt about concepts and premises. uh, He came up with the idea for Persona by he had uh, something wrong with his ear. There was something wrong with his inner ear. And it was causing him to have a lot of vertigo. And he just see these faces kind of merge and that is how he came up with the idea for like in, in his just in his vision he just saw these faces merge while he was lying in his hospital bed. These faces would merge above his face. And that's how he came up with the idea for persona. I just thought it was fascinating. I was like, wow And we we're like learning about we are just talking to each other, and have a discussion about where our concepts and ideas come from, premises. Uh and mine pretty much all my films so far have come from a dream I've had. I've just selected one image of those. And If you want to know about my process, um, I just I have a, it, it comes from a dream and then I take an image out of that dream and then I expand on that image. So I have that image and then I start writing down um, just notes pretty much, not synopsis, not a logline, just notes. Um, what certain things characters would do, certain moments in the film I could put in there and then that's when I start putting that together. Um, and start kind of doing a first draft kind of thing um, doing our synopsis first but then doing a first draft kind of thing so that's my process um, yeah I don't know I know we learned that someone else does works on objects and we learned about objects we didn't learn about but we talked about objects again What? how much meaning objects have um, and what you could give objects personality you can give them a sort of presence really if you put the camera on them or film them Um, film them a certain way like if you just if you just film an object like just like let's say you go in front and then you do like a mid mid close up and it's just sand in there nothing's happening right it'd be kind of boring it'd be like why the fuck are we looking at that object I guess if you want to frame it right, um, Andrei T- Tarkovsky. Um, he 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 does objects really well because he like I don't know I, I don't know if it's the way he films them, or just the way he keeps coming back to them and giving them that sort of presence. And then you are like, what's going on with that clock? What's going on with that like golden plate with the, the knife and fork on it? Like you always seem to think about the object. And, uh, that's really... I think that's just really cool. Uh, so that's what we kind of learned about in that thing. I just wanted to bring that up, um... Because I wanted to... Wa- had to watch Persona. I have to watch it, apparently. But I will. I'll watch it. I've heard things about it before. Like, especially watching, like, old interviews and stuff with people. Not old interviews, but... Interviews with people, or just people talking about film. And they're saying that Persona is one of their favourites. Old classic films. Um... Uh, long with you like you're singing in your rains, your Casanovas, overs, your tears um, and canes, all that stuff. Um, so that, that's where they that come from. Um, so speaking about just want to finish off with of talking about a major, major project. I was talking about how people run on their phones and stuff and that's kind of what this next project will be about. Um, it started off as a very kind of complex kind of scale idea. Um, about how the phones would cause a pandemic in a town. Um, and these people that are consumed by, uh, their need for the technology and their kind of, their vanity, um, there would start to be kind of like a pandemic and it would cause a disease in these people. And there was, I had this really cool closing shot in my mind. See, that's what happens. You always have it in your mind, but it's never going to work out the same way. That's 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 of If you want to be a filmmaker, you've got to learn that. You've got to learn that. Not everything in your mind is. Not, it's not going to come out the way you want it to on film. It could come out. You never know. It could come out like that, but it's never really. Uh, from my experience, it's never. It's never been. It's never been that. It's never happened like that. Um. See, it was kind of built, but like going to be like that uh, and I went into the console today and we kind of like had a realistic chat about it he's like I'm just thinking that the scale is a bit too big because we working on interior shots exterior shots day and night day and night uh, even though you have, I have five days to do this I was kind of just thinking like yeah that's going to be pretty hard I remember like working so hard to get locations and it's a fucking bitch man Like getting a location is a fucking bitch like, last time, I had to go outside the radius to fucking find a place, and school didn't really seem to matter, um, but I had to go, to, I had to film in Lura, in the Blue Mountains, so it was a beautiful place, too, a beautiful house, but I had to film there, uh, because every other place keep kept rejecting me, or they were just like assholes, people in Airbnb were just like fucking pricks. Um, some people, I'm not saying all people are, but like most of the people that I spoke to were just like ignorant, fucking, just, my house is the fucking king's castle. Fuck off. Uh, so, I think location is what I'm going to work on first, and I'm going to kind of build the script around a location. Um, so I think that'd be Interesting. Because now it's kind of turned into this zombie slasher film. Because it's it started with that, like people zombies, um, and now it's like this—not a slasher, but like it's a. Um, I still want to um, retain the social metaphor that I'm trying to get across, but um, it's going to be like this really fun. I thought we thought zombies were like people want some fun with zombies, so there's going to be a bit of bloodbath going on, like. The main character is um, Eliza, the 17-year-old. That's her character's name. And uh, she's, like, fanning off the zombies while her parents are, like, on their phone. And then she's, like, kind of building barriers. Like, I don't know what's going to be in it, but it's pretty much going to be that. Kind of the premise would be, like, what if you didn't notice it was a zombie apocalypse because you were so glued to your phone screen? (laughs) And um, it just works better. Like, it works as, like, a bottle film, one location... But I just need to find something that will let me spray a lot of blood everywhere. To be honest, because <laughs> there's not a lot of houses to be like. Oh, sounds bloody great! I'll get the high pressure hose after you finish, and we'll go. We'll go from <laughs> just go from there. So I don't know what, what, what it's gonna, you know, what it's gonna be. It's gonna have to be. I'm probably gonna have to build the script around the location I've heard of some movies that have done that building the script around the location they've been given or what they've discovered or what they've found so it'll be a bit different thing to do I think um but yeah it, I, I still like that I'm gonna have because I, I that social metaphor needs to be in there because I want to put that across uh, however there's gonna be like, the fun of like the zombies in it and killing zombies and stuff I'm not gonna tell you how it ends because that could be a spoiler and I don't want to tell you anyway um, as much as I would like to do the one I had And I think it'd be really cool to still do it I just don't have the budget I think our budget's only like three grand or three and a half grand So Yeah, it's just not going to be enough Especially those day exterior and interior shots uh, Day and night We only have five days to shoot So I think it would take a lot of money A lot of extras as well I'd still need a few extras for this And make up A lot of makeup. But I wouldn't need it such a large scale and I just think it would work better if I had money, if I had a budget. So if I was given like... If I was given like, uh, the th- like, let's say, 30 grand or something, I probably could pull it off. I could pull my original idea off. But again, I had to think realistically today, and I was just like, yeah, it's not going to happen. As much as I want it to happen, as much as I want to make it, it's just not going to... It's not going to be feasible. So uh, yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, next week's a little cruisy. Uh, I love using that word. <laughs> it's like a—I don't know. It's like a—it's like I'm sucking myself off because it's cruise. But um, I'm not. Next week's very, let's uh, say pleasant. I'll just say that. Uh, we have major project development on uh, Tuesday, and then the rest of the week we have this, this kind of like days off. We have second draft too, as well. But I'm kind of set for second draft. I think it'd be right. Uh, and I've just got to work on. Just got to do some character descriptions and. Uh, I think i got to do. Uh, what am I going to do? I've done the long line. Character descriptions, I think. Character profiles. That's pretty much it. Um, we shoot in week 9, so that's crazy. Because everything leading up to that is just so bunched together and so fucking insane. It's going to be so crazy and so busy. I'm going to be. I'm going to be... There's going to be not much sleep. I'll say that. There's going to be not much sleep. There's going to be a little crazy days. I thought last year was fucking crazy. Especially the mental stress that I was just getting. Um, yeah, it could be It could be worse this year. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Maybe I've learnt... Maybe I've learnt that... Uh, um, even though I prepared well for that it's just everything went to shit not everything but like most things just went to fucking ah jeez so that's what's happening um, yeah uh, I just want to finish off with yes go see Lady Bird go see uh, go watch Dunkirk it's on Blu-ray right now you can go and buy it it's not that much I don't think I think it's like 20 bucks at JB it's so worth it especially if with a big screen like that uh, go see Artonya. Uh, that's still out. Go see The Florida Project. I think that's still out. And um, definitely go see Call Me By Your Name or Three Wheelboards Outside of Missouri because, goddamn damn, those are good movies. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, just want to make another final announcement that I will, yes, I'll be up recording and uploading on Fridays now just because of what the schedule I have now. And uh, Tuesday, half will be still on Tuesday, but the actual full podcast will be on Fridays. Um, So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Take care, have a great weekend. I'll speak to you on Tuesday, guys.